What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. This is episode 46 featuring John Campomanosi. John is a freshman defenseman on the Trinity College men's ice hockey team. But before we get into the episode, this podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends over at Daily Dose CBD Inc. Flo and I will never recommend a product that we don't like, use, or believe in. Daily Dose is the best CBD and it genuinely helps us. We both use the tinctures and bombs and notice a huge difference in how our body and mind feel on a day-to-day basis. We suggest you go pick some up at DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. Let's get into the episode. Yes, that's Flo. Flo, this is Campo. He played with my little brother. Hey, Flo, how you up. doing? Good, buddy. How about you? Not bad. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Campo, welcome on, man. Appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to us. Thank you. Really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, of course. Um, just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and sport you play. And, yeah, if you want to just talk about your hockey journey as well. For sure. Uh, my name is John Campo Minosi. I'm currently a freshman at Trinity College um, up in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I grew up playing out of the ice vault in Wayne, New Jersey. Um, I started up playing at like seven or eight years old um, for the Bandits, which was uh, a double A at the, t- at the a double A team at the time. And then um, I started playing Hitman AAA uh, my first year of 14U, um, and I stayed with the Hitman up until uh, up until last year, fine, um, just like ending my junior hockey career with the Hitman. So I stayed uh, stayed with the same rank and same organization my whole life, um, and now I'm uh, a freshman at Trinity. Um, that's kind of my whole hockey background. I played at Don Bosco Prep um, for four years there, um, which was great. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, so you've kind of dealt with some concussions in your career, right? And that's um, obviously we're a platform for athletes to talk about their mental health. And typically, people with a lot of concussions tend to have, um, you know, some anxiety and depression, things along those lines. So if you want to talk about your concussions and kind of some of the stuff that you've gone through, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so I've unfortunately um, have had um, a really solid amount of concussions and head injuries, um, all from hockey, all hockey related. Um, and they've definitely taken a toll on me. Um, not like long term stuff that I don't think it's, it's never it shouldn't affect me down the road. Just um, I think I've probably sat out more games in my career than playing um, due to head injuries. Um, and last year, my last year with the Hitman um, for my junior team. I played in a total of like three games um, and then I sat out the rest of the year, um, which was for me, I think um, probably one of the hardest years and one of the hardest things I went through um, as I was trying to, you know, play, you know, you need to play to get into a college, right. And go to a school and play. And, um, that was kind of taken away from me, unfortunately. Um, so last year was super tough. I went, um, you know, I was like really looking forward to like getting back in the groove of, you know, my second year, you know, I was feeling good about everything. And then, like game three, um, just got like blindsided. Um, and I like smacked my head on the glass. And um, it was one of those that I knew right away from having previous concussions. I knew right when the hit happened, I was like, yeah, that's a concussion. Um, just just kind of, you know, I've had 
anytime I get my bell rung and like, I, you know, I don't, I'm sure other people, other hockey players can rate, like there's, there's those hits that you just sometimes know that's just like, whoa, like that, that definitely could be the one that's going to put me out for a little bit. And like, I, like I just said, like, unfortunately that's kind of been the constant thing with me, my whole career. Um, so that's been really tough. Um, I've had, you know, like it was, I think like three years in a row, I had a concussion. Um, and then I ended up taking, I want to say my 16 new year, I might've been like seventh or maybe it was my first year 18s. I ended up sitting out like six months from hockey because of a concussion. And it was just like me and my family kind of got to the agreement that it was probably best to, uh, to like take some time away from the game and just kind of like let my head like fully heal. Um, and just kind of like build up strength. So I was working out and everything, just not skating. I was practicing, but just never would play in a game um, to try to prevent another, you know, concussion injury from happening. And like I said, the one from last year, I think was, was the worst one I've ever had. Um, not like symptom wise, but just the fact that it, you know, that the number kept going up of how many I've had. And, you know, it just got to the point where meeting with doctors, my coaches, my family, um, we all just kind of came to the conclusion that it was smart to just sit out the rest of the year. Um, but it was tough too, because I didn't want to play my third year of junior hockey. I was kind of, um, I was kind of just ready to get to school. I wanted to get my life moving on forward. Um, and that was like the plan. Like my, my plan hopefully was to go into school, um, Quinnipiac at first, um, which is a whole different story that didn't work out. Um, just, you know, not playing and stuff. And that definitely, like I said, that was another thing that I definitely think affected me mentally and just dealing with like anxiety and stuff. Like I was just, you know, obviously, like, like I said earlier, um, like you got to play in junior hockey in order to go to a college and, and actually play there. And I wasn't doing that. Um, so um, the whole division one, you know, like the whole division one dream just kind of fell through and, and, and I was so at peace with that. And I completely understood why they did that. And um, I was like, no hard feelings there. Like they're, you know, Rand over there is such a good guy and everything. So there was no hard feelings there. It was just like, just another kind of, you could call it like, I just kind of like a dagger to the gut again. Like I just sat out the whole year and then I was like, ah, like, you know, this, this big school, like, you know, good hockey, the, you know, division one, like it's like, you know, kind of every hockey player's dream, like just kind of wasn't taken away from me. It was just like, just kind of like fell through, which was upsetting obviously. And that paid a toll on me. And then I had to deal with the anxiety of figuring out where I was going in the summer. And um, luckily over here, coach Greason, um, the head coach here at, at Trinity reached out and was able to, uh, to, uh, get me into the school. And I was, you know, I'm really fortunate to, uh, to at least, you know, step on the ice and, and still compete. And I think that's kind of like the big thing, um, just going, like going forward with hockey, just like using it kind of as a distraction and just, you know, not taking it for granted anymore. And, um, I'm sure we'll get into more of it in this podcast, but just kind of how like my mindset has just changed. Um, due to all these concussions and everything and just how I've kind of transformed my mindset from sometimes being in a dark place and, you know, being depressed and not motivated to just do like the little things to, you know, like waking up every day and like trying to like put on a smile and just like enjoy what I have and just be grateful that I'm alive and um, be, be grateful that, you know, I could lift weights, uh, lift weights still and be able to skate because um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it and I've heard of it of just guys that after injuries, they, they can't play anymore. So uh, the big thing was, you know, for me is just, I'm lucky to, uh, you know, sit here and talk with you guys. I'm lucky to, you know, just go for a run and stuff like that. So. Yeah. You brought up a lot there. Um, I wanted to try and talk about the whole, where your journey has, you know, gone. And I think it, um, 
a lot of people don't realize the stress and the anxiety that can be caused from being a junior hockey player and trying to figure out where you're going to go and what you're going to do and, you know, what route your life's going to take. Um, and I think for you, it was just that feeling was 10 times more prevalent due to the fact that, you know, the concussions and it not working out at Quinnipiac. And I don't think the average person realizes, and even frankly, someone who doesn't play hockey where you have that junior hockey route, um, it's a very big step and it's a very big commitment and you don't really realize it in year one when you're first entering, you know, that first year out of high school, whatever, but um, you know, a couple of years down the road and you're still trying to push and scratch and claw for a college commitment and all your friends are at school kind of moving on with their lives. Then you kind of have the second thoughts of like, what am I doing here? You know, and you're just hoping on this dream, you know, coming true and achieving your goals. And then on top of that, you had concussions and then, you know, it's just a tough road. And I, I don't think everybody really realizes that um, the position that a lot of players are in, you know, to achieve this goal when they decide, Hey, I'm going to go play juniors and not go to college for a couple of years. I think that's um, it, it weighs heavy on a lot of people. Yeah. I, you, you said it really well there, Danny. I mean, like everyone, like obviously junior hockey is like a really, um, you know, it's like some of like the most memorable lot, uh, years you'll have in your hockey career, no doubt about it. And, you know, you create so many friendships and you meet so many new people. And I was lucky enough to play with like unbelievable guys, my two years and juniors, um, just like really, really classy guys, like super nice, super respectful, super hardworking. And, you know, I had such a strong bond with so many of my teammates in junior hockey, but like you said, it's just such a grind and it's so tough to get up every day and, do the same exact thing, you know, skate and then head right up to the gym and then go boxing, go for a run. And then you go home, you eat. And then on top of that, like if you're 21, you, you now officially have to take classes. So um, you could be in your third year and you're going to the rink every day for a couple hours, just like, you know, working your tail off and then you get home and you're exhausted, but now you got to open up the, uh, the computer and do some homework. Like there's a lot of stuff that, like you said, that I think kind of like goes under the radar about junior hockey. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but like you said, the stress about, just finding a home, finding that, that school that you want to go to, that school that's going to take you is so stressful. Um, and, you know, I have it now, just like, just buddies reaching out and, you know, obviously like it's, it's completely weighing on some of my closest friends that just like, dude, like I'm in my last year of junior hockey. What's, what's my plan. And I'm like, and I always tell them like, it's going to work out hundred percent. Like, like there's so many schools out there that would love to have you. It's just so stressful when you don't know. And now, now we're in February and it's just like, wait, like what's, what school is going to take me? And it's definitely stressful. And I had to deal with that over the summer too. I got to, uh, I don't think I committed to Trinity until like June 30th, which is just way past like every deadline. Um, like, you know, I obviously like didn't apply on time because I thought I was going to Quinnipiac. So it was just like that whole process of me reaching out to schools and trying to figure out where I actually was going to go um, was super stressful. But on top of that, just kind of going back to the mindset thing and my approach to life. I think I did a really good job handling just kind of like everything that was thrown at me, but that doesn't mean everyone is handling it, you know, you know, in a way that's not taking a toll on their body. Like did it take a toll on me a hundred percent? But there's always, you know, someone else out there that's probably maybe not handling the situation as best, like, or as in a way that I guess I get in a manner that I did, I should say. Um, But yeah, it's just, it definitely is super stressful just to figure out, like, like I said, it's a great, you'll have your best years of hockey there. And um, it's so much fun, 
but the stress that comes along with it is so much. And like I just said too, like the whole, like getting up and doing the same, the same exact thing for months out of the year is tough. Um, and then obviously it's just tough to go home. And like you said, just kind of like, is it, is it really, or was it, I guess I should say, like, was it really worth it for me to skip over, um, you know, take two years out of my life just to play a sport um, and not go to school. And then I, I also think like you brought it up, Danny, how like you were seeing your buddies at school, um, you know, probably having a good time. They're getting their lives going. And then, you know, you're a 20, 21 year old and you're not even a freshman yet in college. And I definitely think that stresses a lot of people out. Um, and it stressed me out too. Cause then I would find myself comparing myself to other people and my buddies that were already at school. And I was like, is this really worth it for me to be playing junior hockey and like seeing my best friends that I grew up with? Like, like now my best friends are juniors in college and I'm a, I'm a 20 year old freshman about to turn 21. Like, I think that still kind of impacts me a little bit just being like, wow, like my best friends that I grew up with are, you know, they're going to be out in the real world in two years. Um, and I'm like, I'm one semester into my college experience. And it's just like, obviously like, I don't, I tell myself like, you know, there, there's no rush to get your life started. Um, I think like that's a big thing I always tell myself like it's it's okay if I'm if I'm a 20 or a 21 year old freshman like I'm going to be where my best friends are in a couple years anyway I'm just going to be a little bit older than they are like starting up so um, but I definitely think I found myself a lot especially my first year of junior hockey and last year um, just like seeing a lot of my friends at schools and like you know doing homework and I was just kind of sitting at home like playing video games and just going to the rink every day um so I think that was pretty tough on me too, personally. Yeah. I mean, in hockey, like everyone knows guys that, you know, play until basically age out in juniors. What were some of the things that, you know, you, you talk about how you changed your mindset and obviously you're dealing with the concussions and whatnot. What were some of the things that kind of helped you mold yourself into the person you are now or, and, you know, what did you, what were some of the things that were helping you kind of adjust to everything and, you know, on top of, you know, trying to figure out school and whatnot, what were some of the things that just kind of kept you grounded and helped you get through it? Um, personally, I think the biggest thing was um, getting myself to start meeting with a sports psychologist. I think he was the one that completely, turned my life around, like did a full 180 and just kind of got me on the right track again. Um, and I was meeting with him like two times in person before COVID every week. Um, and just was talking about my problems or something that was, you know, you know, wanging on my shoulders and putting weight on my back. And I think he was the one that definitely kind of got me out of, you know, that dark place that I was sitting in for so long, um, which ultimately, and then obviously he taught me a lot of, you know, new ways to, I guess, incorporate this transformed mind that I have now. Um, so I, I started meditating a lot, um, even just by like breathing, like literally just being sitting in a dead silent room for two or three minutes alone um, and just breathing. Uh, I found really helpful. I found uh, there's this thing called like the five minute journal um, that I got into a lot. And it's just like you wake up and you write down like three things you're grateful for every day. And you know, like, what do you want to accomplish today? Like, what are your goals for today? Um, and then like write three things that you like about yourself. So I got into like these, these routines that I definitely think through all of kind of, you know, the adversity that I went through, not only last year, 
but the years prior to that, it was nice for, for me to like, even just put like pen to paper and put, you know, you know, see myself right that I'm going to do this today and actually get it done. And then I go to bed that night and be like, I, you know, I checked off that I checked off that. Um, I think those two things were, were really helpful for me to kind of, um, you know, keep my head through this whole process that I've been going through. Um, and I think, like you said, just like the stress that came along with last year and junior hockey and wasn't playing, um, definitely being around my team, even though I wasn't playing. And for two and a half months, I didn't even skate or lift, just showing up to the rink and just sitting with them in the locker room. Obviously, it was really tough for me to do that um, and see them on the ice every day. Um, it was just nice for me to interact with them and just have a couple laughs every now and then. I think I, I really needed to just, you know, I found myself just depressed and sitting alone in my house and just not who I would be typically just because of the weight that came with the concussion and just not being able to play. And it just, it gets so frustrating to, you know, cause I just feel like year after year since I was like 13, I've just been getting concussions and it's just like, it, it got to the point where it just put me in such a dark and miserable place. And I think ultimately getting myself help, you know, talking to my parents and saying, I need to go see someone um, was kind of like the big, like life-changing moment for me um, and has ultimately inspired me to talk to you guys right now. Um, I was, I remember when I first started dealing with anxiety, I was beyond scared to talk about it. Cause you know, the whole big thing around like men's mental health is like, you don't want to look like soft, right. You don't want to drop down to a level cause you know, we're men and we're supposed to be strong. Um, and that was me at first, when I first started getting anxiety and, um, it was so scary for me to even bring it up to my parents, just telling my parents that I didn't feel good. Um, but I had, luckily for me, I had a really good group of friends that I would talk to them. And then ultimately my one really good buddy, Colin was just like, you got to tell your parents, man, like, I'm telling you, I went through this similar experience. Like you got to tell them and I'm telling you, it's going to feel so good. And I told my parents, it was really tough, but it was ultimately basically put me on the track that I'm on now. Um, and ultimately got me the help meeting with uh, my sports psychologist and, so back to like your original question, I would say, I think meeting with that sports psychologist and talking about everything was the most life-changing experience I've had for sure. Talk about your um, concussions and how that treatment was and, you know, some of the effects that occurred because of it. Did, did the anxiety stem because of the concussions or, you know, the older you get, do you look back on your life and realize, oh, like the anxiety was always kind of there or do you feel like the concussions or the anxiety was a direct result of the concussions? You know, I thought originally when I first started getting anxiety, it was because of my head and just having multiple concussions. And I met with um, my head doctor who I've been seeing forever now. Um, and he was like, ultimately like, yeah, I don't think your, your concussions would like necessarily like spark up anxiety or maybe make it worse. But I think like, obviously like having a concussion and then, finally I guess like opening up and like noticing that I had anxiety um I think it it definitely didn't help it especially just going back to last year it was um obviously like I'm sure you know you guys have been injured before and like sitting out and it's just tough to watch your teammates play and you just sit on the sidelines and I just felt anytime I had a concussion I was always out for like two months three months four months um so I think I don't know if the, the concussions ultimately resulted in me being anxious all the time, but it definitely 
dealing with concussions and, and anxiety and depression at the same time. Um, like I just said, it put me in a pretty bad place. Um, but I, I guess things that I, that I would, that I would, um, typically do on like a daily basis were just, like I said, just like take like a minute or two just to meditate by myself or, um, be like I said before, just like being at the, at the rink with some of the guys was nice, but ultimately like, like the anxiety and the, and the mix of a concussion as well at the same time was not great for me at all. Um, and it just kind of goes back to the whole like junior hockey thing. Like I need to be playing right now, but I'm not. So there was just a whole bunch of stuff on my plate that was, I think, freaking me out. Um, and I only recently started getting anxiety probably like two years ago now. Um, I, I think I've always kind of been an anxious kid, no doubt, but it never got to the point where I was like, just like nervous to like leave my room or nervous to like go out and hang out with my friends or go on, um, like go sleep over at a friend's house. Like I'd be nervous to like go get dinner out with a couple buddies. Um, so that was definitely tough, but I think like now too, it's just completely changed, which has been great. Yeah. How does it, um, how would you say your anxiety manifests for you? Um, do you feel it like your physical body start to, you know, get all sort of like, I don't know, I guess out of whack, like tingly and those sort of things. You know, for me, like I start to like my visuals start, like the room starts to kind of like sink in on me and I get like a really claustrophobic feeling. And then I feel like I have to throw up and I'll just be dry heaving, like gasping for air. That's how it'll manifest for me. And then I'll have like a, that's like one big episode. And then I'll tend to get super depressed for, I say months at a time and lose a bunch of weight. I mean, but I mean, it's different for everybody. How would you say that um, your anxiety and your depression manifest for you? Um, I think, like I said, just before, like certain situations that I know are going to happen or being around a group of people that I don't personally know that well, I think could make me anxious because then I feel like I don't know anyone in, in a certain room or a certain area. And I just get like, I don't, I've never gotten like tingly. I get like sweaty and nervous though. Like I'm starting to be like, I guess like the word you use claustrophobic too is a pretty good one. Just being like, like feeling alone and feeling like, like tight and like very tense um, and just like wanting. And I found myself, like you said too, like just like curling up in my bed and not moving, just like got to, I have to close my eyes. I need to like, and I, and I found that my room was like my like safe place. If that makes sense. Like that was the place. Like if I was feeling anxious, like I would want to just go like lay down in my bed. Um, but I think like the whole claustrophobic thing is a good way to put it. Like, I just felt like nervous and, um, you know, I went on, I went days last year too, where I just, I, I wasn't eating a single thing all day. Um, and I would go two days in a row with like maybe eating like a cookie, like just junk food, just like a little piece of junk food. Um, and I lost so much weight. I lost like 20, 25 pounds last year in a matter of like two months. Um, just from like not working out, I, I couldn't get myself to eat food. Um, and, and that was like, I think another thing that gives me anxiety is looking at my body and I'm sure other people have maybe had like similar experiences, but for me, if like, if I look at my body in the mirror and I'm like not satisfied or I look like skinny, I like start freaking out. And I've noticed that working out has been like such a big way to like feel confident about how I look. Um, and I think like getting in the weight room is just such a big escape for me too. like being on the ice. Like, it's just like a place where I just don't think about stuff. Like, I just like, I'm there with like a buddy or two and we just like, you know, 
talk about whatever and we just lift weights and like that's but I think and I think another part of my anxiety definitely stems from like not feeling confident in my shoes like not feeling confident about how I look or how I um communicate with people maybe and like how I have conversations with other people and then like if I'm having a conversation with someone and I like start thinking like am I like not talking well and then I start to like freak out and then it like gets to my head you know what I mean yeah so I think that's kind of where it all kind of stems from. Yeah, Camp, I think that's awesome that you're uh, like being so candid about that because I think that's something a lot of people definitely struggle with is like that self-awareness, but like overly self-aware and just like a lack of confidence. I I know I definitely struggle with that sort of stuff. And then you start to overthink it and overthink it. And then it just, it's a never ending cycle and it really beats you up. I think that's, awesome that you're being vulnerable and being able to talk about it. Cause a lot of people go their whole lives and don't even care to admit that, but man, like everybody goes through that. Everybody gets super insecure and super self-conscious, but the fact that you're being able to be as open as you are and as descriptive as you are, I think is super cool, man. Super awesome that you're doing that. And um, I hope a lot of people can be as open as you are and grow to that point. Cause I think once we just stop putting these walls up and just be completely honest with ourselves and with each other, I think, it just makes us understand each other more, be nicer to each other, be more respectful and understand that everyone's got something that they're dealing with. You know, it's maybe it's not the same, but everyone's got their own little insecurities, their own things about themselves that they don't appreciate or like. And um, I think that's awesome. And I think, you, you know, you talked about your mindset shift that you worked through with your sports psychologist. Um, and you mentioned being grateful and writing down three things you're grateful for and um, every morning. And I think, you know, the attitude of gratitude is like such an important thing. And um, even on our worst days, there's always something to be grateful for. And I think that you've developing or you developing that mindset is just um, so important. So talk about some of the mindset shifts that um, you were taught, you know, I guess little cues that you were taught to kind of reframe your, your mindset into a more positive one. I think the biggest thing was not, I, I think it's important to take life seriously, no doubt, but I think I took it way too seriously. And I took just like everything I did, I just like was so serious about it. And I think a big thing for me was never taking life like so seriously, like just kind of like sitting back and just enjoying it. Um, and a big thing for me was just like, I never really thought about, or I never was one to think about like, Oh, like you only have like one shot to like live your life. Right. Like, you know, everyone dies one day. And I think the big thing for me was just like, I need to find a way to wake up every single day and just like have a smile on my face and just like laugh. And, you know, schoolwork's so important, but like the big thing too, like if I like got like a bad grade on a test, like I would, it would, I, it would ruin me. And I was like, I hate sweating. And I used to sweat over the small stuff so much. And now it's just like, you know what? I, I got a bad grade. I got to be better next time. Like, th- like, I just don't want to sweat like the small things in life because it's too short. Um, and I just wanted to like, wake up every day. I think the big thing that I always tell myself is like, wake up and just like, have a great day. Like be happy, like talk to people, like say hello, say thank you. Like be kind, be respectful to others. Like you just mentioned before, like, I think that's a big thing that I just want to do. And I want to, a big thing for me is just like, I want to like make other people happy not like make, you know, taking all the time out of my day, not because I think personal happiness is so important, but I want to like, like have like a great time with my friends. Like I want to like share laughs and share smiles and, you know, do fun things with them. And 
Um, just like going back to the whole, like the whole life's too short thing. And it, it's just true. It is. Cause that any given second it could end. And um, I think another thing that kind of weighed in on me was, was the Kobe Bryant death. And I think that weighed in on so many people about this whole, like, like you're not like, like indestructible and everyone thought Kobe was. And I think that was another thing that really hit everyone so hard, including myself. And I was just like, wow, like, like it, any day it could just be gone in a blink of an eye, which is so scary. So I just, like I said, so now I just want to like wake up and just like have a, have a great day, um, approach every day with the, with a great attitude and never let like the little things like ruin my mood or never let a small argument with someone ruin my day or, um, a bad grade on a test or didn't have a good class. Like, I don't want to let those things dictate the rest of my day. Like I, I should, there's no reason to have a 60 cent event, event in your day, um, just completely ruin the next like five hours. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want these little things that always come up in our lives to just weigh in on us so much. And we just, we just hold that over our heads. I think that was a big thing. And then going back to the whole, just being grateful and having gratitude. Um, the big thing for me was with my injuries, as much as they sucked and beat me up and um, put me in a really, really dark place. I'm still alive. And um, like I said earlier, like I, I'm still able to go out and skate. I could go play the game. I love every day. I'm healthy. Um, I have a great family. I have a great group of friends. Like my life, as much as it has been tough over the past couple months and years for me mentally, I still have so many things to be grateful for. And I think realizing and nitpicking what I do have and realizing how amazing this life that I'm living right now is it made me like, just kind of like take a step back and be like, I have so much. My parents have done so, so much for me. My friends have always been there for me. Um, like what's not to be like, like happy about like there's, and like you said, everyone has their own little things, little insecurities that are going on in their lives. And another big thing I told myself and I always tell myself is there's always someone out there that's going through it worse than you are. Or there's always someone else out there that, that had it worse than you did. Um, and that's like a big thing for me too. Like I, like I said, like the concussions were terrible and I think it's like one of the worst injuries. I always told my friends, like I'd rather break a bone and just like the head trauma is so tough. Um, but I always just like, just being able to wake up every day and like feel my arms and feel my body and wiggle my toes. Like that's to me, like, that's like a victory. Like the fact that I'm able to sit here and speak to you guys over a phone call like that's like a victory. Like I'm able to speak, like some people can't do that. Some people can't write. I could do all of it. Like I, I still have everything that I've always had, which is to me, like it's a win. Like my life is great. If I have, you know, I could feel stuff, I could smell stuff. I could taste stuff. Like life's great. I could skate. I could work out, I could go hang out with friends and talk to them. Like as much as life has kind of beat me down, I still, life is still beyond amazing. So that's, I think that's kind of where the attitude changed. And I never, before I, I, I started meeting with my sports psychologist and talked about my anxiety, I never would have, you know, I guess had that look on life. I always, I never would have thought about like, well, life's too short. Like I never would have woken up and being like, you know what, today, I'm going to make sure today that I always have a smile on my face. I'm going to be nice to everyone. I'm going to say hello to everyone. I'm going to say please and thank you. Like I never would have thought about that stuff. But now I wake up and I'm like, let me do this today. Let me do that. Like, let me wake up and just be in a great mood. Let's have a wonderful day. And I never had that two years ago. Um, and I think most of it 
definitely stemmed from meeting with a sports psychologist and just kind of like looking at like the bigger picture in life and not worrying too much about like the little things that sometimes beat people up and break them down. Um, and I just didn't want that to happen to me. So even now, if I have a bad grade on a test or a quiz, I'm not going to let it completely ruin me. And I don't want like other people to like, obviously like there's, there's different things that different people are going through that are weighing on them a lot, but life's too short. I think to, to just kind of hold grudges and be, be angry at life and be mad. Um, so I think that's just kind of the whole shift in my, uh, in my, my whole like outlook on life. So, but it's been great. And I have my sports psychologist and a lot of great people around me to thank for that. And, um, and at the end of the day too, like the whole, I always say it, I'm, which is crazy, but I'm so happy I had these concussions, like beyond grateful that every single one of the concussions that I've had, I'm so happy I had them because if I never had any of this adversity thrown at me or any of these injuries that put me out for months on end, I don't think I would ever be sitting here talking to you today like this. And I would never, ever have that outlook on life. So thanks to my concussions, I do. And I'm beyond grateful for that. As crazy as it sounds. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it though. Like, it, like uh, my mom has a say it's in every lesson, every lesson, find the blessing. And obviously injuries are out of our, out of our control, but you know, we live and we learn and, you know, you got to find the positive in something that, you know, throws us for, you know, a bit of a, throws us a bit of a curveball. But I, I think that the approach you have and, you know, the shift that you made um, is awesome because I, I don't think people really understand that concussions are probably the most frustrating injury because one day you'll feel fine. Then the next day you'll feel terrible or it's just an emotional, it's physical and emotional, which I don't think people understand. So, I mean, to have as many as you did and to find a positive in those things and the mindset you have now is just, I think it's great. So good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Appreciate those words. Thank you. And also, um, I think a couple of things that you were saying before, you're the first person who's ever really, from what I can remember on here, talk about how you're grateful for your taste, your smell, and like you can wiggle your toes. And I don't know, I, I think a lot of people be like, oh, like, yeah, like no one's, no one really thinks about those little things. And we get so wrapped up in our day and the big problems. But um, I think that's such an important thing is that, you know, you have all of your abilities and, um, all these great gifts that you're born with and just being appreciative of those little things. Those are the wins, you know, and breaking, breaking life down into those smaller moments and being appreciative for those simpler things, just like having your ability to talk and hear and your senses. And I think that's so important and um, something that a lot of us kind of take for granted, I think. Um, and, and I think another thing too, that you said was being grateful for your, for your being grateful for your concussions. Um, you know, Matthew McConaughey's book talks about, you know, it's called green lights. He said, you know, he talks about there's like moments in your life that are red lights and no goes, you know, opportunities that didn't happen opportunities you wanted to happen, but for whatever reason they didn't, whether it be death in the family or just random stuff. But in the end it's blocking you because you don't need that right now, or you don't need it in general. 
and it's actually a green light because it's pushing you in a direction that's more prosperous or um, better fit for you. I think you having that mindset and that framework in your head of you're grateful for them, you're grateful for your concussions, which to some might be in a, you know, a ridiculous statement, but you know, it's not because without that, you maybe you don't have this newfound appreciation for those little things. And maybe you go your whole life taking your gifts for granted, you know, going each day, taking it for granted, as opposed to, you know, meditating and finding, you know, peace in that and writing things that you're grateful for. People don't do that. And when you start to do those and implement those things into your lives and make them habits, it's you, you feel better about your yourself and you feel better going throughout the day because you know, you don't find yourself, you know, needing the most materialistic stuff to make you happy. It's just whatever you, how you wake up, you know, that's, that's what you're appreciative for, you know, wiggling your toes, being able to taste the great food that you have to eat. Um, and yeah, the fact you even get to skate too, man, is a plus. I have, I have buddies who can't even play hockey anymore and, you know, can't play men's league um, in fear of another concussion or whatever the case is. So um, that's awesome that you have that mindset and, um your appreciation for those, those events that have happened and knowing that without that, that, you know, you're not who you are today because of, you know? No doubt. Thank you. I appreciate the words again. I really do. Um, but yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely been a pretty crazy journey, but like I said, as crazy as the whole, like thankful for my injuries sounds it like, like you just said, Danny, I would never, never have this appreciate appreciation for life. I really wouldn't. So it's yeah. always like, like you said, like you have to find the positives in every situation. And for me, having a lot of concussions has been such a positive in my life. So. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Um, yeah. Flo, do you have anything else for him? No, I appreciate you coming on. And um, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever heard someone say what you said about like Danny just mentioned, you know, being grateful for your taste or wiggling your toes. Like I've heard people say, you know, uh, I'm, I'm blessed to wake up today or something like that. But to, like to pinpoint little things like that really does make you think. So uh, I'm grateful that you came on and uh, opened up. Um, you know, concussions are, uh, it's a tough road for some people. And you look at all the guys in the NHL that have struggled. Like it, it's just, uh, it's just a tough road and, you know, an emotional roller coaster. So, to come out on top the way you have, uh, I think that's great. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me too. Um, one last thing, actually, before, you know, we let you go here. If you had some words of advice for someone who went through the same thing that you went through regarding, you know, your whole journey and the concussions and all that stuff, what's something that you would have wanted to know or a piece of advice that you could give to anybody who, you know, is going through the same things that you're going through, you know, in that time. Um, I think the big thing right now is, and it was for me too, like I said, was speaking up about it. And I know so many people are so scared to speak up about anxiety and depression because it may look like a weakness, but, um, you know, and that whole thing started with, with Hunter, who you guys had on at Babson and like this whole like Instagram thing and us sharing our, our stories. And, um, you know, the whole goal there is just to inspire even one person and just have that person inspire one other person and just, you know, and it's, it's what you guys are doing here and having a podcast talking about this stuff is amazing. And so I think talking about it is, is a piece of advice that goes so it's such a long way. And I think speaking up about your insecurities and stuff that makes you depressed or anxious is huge. Um, I would say if you think you, you need to go see a therapist or sports psychologist, do it and don't let that 
you know, make you think like you're, you're weak for whatever reason. And, um, obviously like, it was like a little tough and interesting at first to be like telling my friends being like, Hey, I, I go see someone and like talk about my problems, but ultimately it was life-changing for me and it could be life-changing for, for anyone. Um, that's, that's definitely a piece of advice. And I think also the biggest thing that I did too, was just like writing down what I'm grateful for. Like I was saying, meditating, um, there's a bunch of free apps out there. Um, there's just one insight timer that I use that it literally just puts you like through a guided lesson and a guided course. You could do breathing. They have different categories. So, um, you could like kind of pick what, what mood you're feeling. Um, and you, they just like send you through like a quick little like course. And so I think like meditation has been great. And then speaking up is uh, probably two of the, uh, the best pieces of advice I could give someone else. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's uh, I'd agree. I think speaking up is so important. So um, happy you said that. But yeah, um, thank you again, man, for coming on. We really appreciate having you on here and telling your story. And um, thank you again for being vulnerable too. So um, really appreciate it. Thank you guys. I really, like I said, I love what you guys are doing. And this is so important to talk about. And I love that there's, you know, this platform out here. And um, I, I personally love to speak about it. Um, just because like you said, we're, you know, I want to inspire other people to, to speak up about it as well. And what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, so thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to come on and, um, use this platform and tell my story. Um, I'm really grateful that this, that, you know, Danny, you reached out and we were able to set this up. So this has been beyond amazing. And like I said, I love talking about it. Um, don't be afraid to uh, to ever like reach out to someone that you know has been through it. They'd love to talk to you as well. So thank you guys so much again. Um, be well. Yeah. Appreciate it, Campo. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Yeah, no problem. All right. yeah, see ya. See ya.